Welcome to episode five of the M Squared Podcast, the podcast where we discuss running your own business, sports, pop culture, and pretty much anything else that comes to mind. I'm Mike Loveday, along with Matt Noonan, and this week we're talking about kind of the current state of movie theaters and that um, pesky professional football team out of Washington. Matt, how's it going today, man? Doing well, Mike. How you doing? I'm I'm cruising through. Uh, I'm like reliving my middle school. No, my, like my early <laughs> high school days of looking at iTunes movie movie right now because we're talking about movies and you know. Do you remember how iTunes yeah. used to have like trailers yeah. for like movies that were coming out? Um, I, do they still I do that do. anymore? I think it's on my Apple TV. I think they have like a trailers thing. Maybe I could be thinking to the older one. Like, but to be perfectly honest, I see most of my trailers on youtube nowadays like that's kind of where i end up following or you know on twitter like i'll see a movie trending on twitter in the morning um and be like oh what's that or you know so i don't really go to the itunes thing but yeah i do remember do remember those i do remember killing some time like one of those things when i can't figure out what to watch and i'm not willing to invest an hour of my life i just scroll through uh itunes movie trailers and be like oh that cover looks interesting let me see what that's about or you know that guy i like that guy or that girl and i'm like let me see what they're in so Nice, nice. There we go. Well, that was that was the way that I that was before I used to go to like you know Google YouTube uh, or go on YouTube and be like, you know, have to look up movie clips <laughs> and trailers and so forth. But uh, I'm excited. So wh- why don't we just tee it up here? Let's get right into some uh, speaking of movies. I mean, wh- why don't you? Yeah, tee it was it one up, of those things that we kind of been um, punning this this topic for uh, I guess a few weeks now. But it was one of those things like I, I used to work in a movie theater. Like that was when I was going through um, my four year institution. I worked. I was an assistant manager at a movie theater back in Maryland. And to be honest, it was still one of my favorite jobs that I've had of all time. Like, I, I loved it. Like, you know, between the job and working with my friends, plus getting to see all the movies for free, um, that was just great. Especially being able to reel them up at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning and watch it by yourself in an empty theater. Like, uh, those were the days. Um, but, you know, because of that, like, and because I'm, like, a pretty big movie buff. Like, I just, I love going to movies. Like, uh, and <laughs> I was very disappointed when all the movie theaters closed. And it seems like one of those things, like, nowadays, like, all the release dates keep getting, like, all the big movies kind of keep getting punted. I think the fat, the new Fast and the Furious, what was that, 8, 9, 22, or whatever it was, like, whatever number Fast and the Furious movie, like, they were early on, like, they just were, like, they punted to 2021. They didn't even delay it to the end of this year, like, August. But, like, I keep seeing now, like, I think uh, Tenet, the big Christopher Nolan movie, um... That was like I keep seeing that as almost like the uh, the golden child thing. Movie theaters are figuring like we'll save them from, you know, a horrible year because they're mm-hmm. like. It, but I think that got pushed back now to August twelfth was the last date I saw. Like that's kind of the movie they figure well, if anybody can bring people back to theaters, it might be Christopher Nolan and Tenet. Like, and I was looking like, you know, Mulan, Disney, one of Disney's big movies. I think that's like the end of August. I think Black Widow now comes out like. I think that's in October, November. Like, I can't even really... Like, I've lost, literally lost track in, of what's coming out and when because, like, the dates have moved so often. Um, but it just kind of got me thinking, like, because I think uh, either last week or week before we talked about, you know, what we were streaming and, uh, you know, all that kind of thing. And it just kind of got me thinking, like, you know, like, are you a big movie guy? Like, do you miss movie theaters? Or is it really not even re- come on your radar uh, over the last few months? Well, I, I would, I guess I'd begin by saying, yeah, no, I mean, obviously I, lo- I love watching movies just as much as the next person does too. You know, I mean, my taste is probably just <laughs> as bad as my music taste uh, because of uh, listening to top 40 growing up. But I guess, you know, it's, I don't know, you know, this whole quarantine to me, I feel like 
I, I almost kind of look at what we learned the other day about the stock of Netflix really going up and no surprise in the second quarter of the year because everyone was on the quote unquote lockdown mm-hmm. early March, April. Some states obviously started you know reopening a little bit quicker than we did here in the Northeast, uh, specifically in Massachusetts. So, yeah, th- I mean, there's times where I miss movies, but there's also I think you know our arts have changed. Where okay, yeah. you know, I want to see this movie, but it's, you know, a couple of weeks away from coming on demand or is going to show up on Netflix or show up on Amazon Prime or, you know, another streaming service. And I think one of the things that I've really enjoyed, which, again, we all definitely do, Netflix has a lot of really good original content. And so I almost feel like in a way between that, we talked earlier in this podcast, you know, series about getting on Disney, Disney Plus. You know, I know we're both Disney guys as well. And I feel like it's, I mean, when you walk out, when it's like, you know, when you're quote unquote virtually going into the on demand section of your TV or cable or streaming platform, you know, you're bombarded with so many titles and saying, oh man, I remember watching that in high school or that was my go to in college or, you know, that's my favorite, that was our family movie night that we used to have on Friday night. So I think to me, yeah, I miss them, but I think I've kind of lost track, honestly with what was coming out. I mean, we talked before we hit record. There was two movies I knew that I was looking forward to seeing. It was the live make or remake, excuse me, of Mulan. Uh, definitely like that movie, uh, the animated version. I remember going to see that in the theaters with my mother. And then also being a Top Gun guy, I was looking forward yeah. to watching Top Gun 2. I don't know how it would have been. I don't know why they did Money. a second Top Gun. <laughs> but, you know, hopefully it was going to be. I mean, the trailer looked interesting but it was like okay tom cruise coming back maverick's gonna be uh you know teaching yeah. a class it looked like mike so yeah i don't know i mean i, I i'm not in any rush really to be going out we talked i think we've talked about this yeah. restaurants i think at one point too uh during the series again the the podcast series blurs much <laughs> of the days in my opinion so we, we, we've already talked about an array of subjects and we know they'll come back back at some point but i don't know i know make a long story short i'm not really missing movie theaters because i think we have it and that the movies are being given to us, not only on devices yeah. that I'm holding right now, like a phone or our laptops or our tablets uh, and our television. Sir. And so I almost feel like in a way, the one thing that I think that's been really fascinating about this entire co- whole COVID situation is America always does come back stronger and uh, looks so different, obviously, after yeah. they deal with hardships. And I just think that this entire it's, What's been fascinating to me is about how we've kind of had to, you know, press the fast forward button. Maybe we have to go two, five, seven years ahead on certain things. And I think now we're at the point where maybe by the mid 2020s, movie theaters would have been out of business by then because of the streaming platforms and with like Mm -hmm. Apple TV and Netflix and so forth. So I just almost wonder, like. I think it's cool that there's drive-in movie theaters that are being offered around here. I, I haven't heard of any, but like are, there was a company but... that like uh, Marcus Theaters around here. Like they mentioned like kind of putting a screen on the outside of their buildings and letting people do that. And I mean, it's kind of one of those things. I'm like, well, that seems like a no-brainer um, to at least try to do right now. I mean, I kind of tend to agree with you with the the streaming stuff. Like, and I'm kind of of, of two minds of it. One. I, I love like I, I I guess I won't go back to movies the way I used to at this point in time, but I want to see Tenet and I want to see Black Widow. Like those are my two movies. I'm like I want to see two movies this year. Those are the two that will get me into the theater. I'm like, and if I have to buy a row of seats so I don't have to sit next to anybody, I guess I'll just have to do it. Um, you know, I'll, 
Well, what about uh, Wonder Woman 1984? That that actually looked yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I've probably seen that too. But DC trailers. movies have done me so wrong over <laughs> over the course of the last couple of years that I'm okay. like, all right, all right. Just throw Wonder it out Woman there. is just one of those that was good, there. but Go I'm like, ah, uh, can I wait? Like, uh, but anyway, so like, I I want to go see like movies like that, like those tentpole movies, like the movies like you know, I know Tenet's gonna be like, I would probably pay you to see that in like an IMAX theater. Like, there's some movies every now and then like I pay to see in an IMAX with the you know the massive screen and the massive sound and stuff like that. Um, I, I think what kind of has been lost in movies in general is probably like those more like $50 million movies that they used to make that we really don't like really are more now on Netflix. I mean, I think back like, you know, I love the movie when Harry met Sally. Like I don't see him making a lot of movies like that to go into theaters anymore. Like wedding crashers, which was a huge movie then, but it wasn't a big budget. It wasn't, no one knew it was going to be a hit until after it was a hit. Like, I don't know, see a lot of those movies unless it stars like Seth Rogen, getting into a theater or even doing like gangbusters money. So I, I really think, you know, it's like, I want to go back to movies, but then again, like if I don't go, like I have conditions when I see movies like tenant and black widow and the Marvel movies and stuff like that. I go with the midnight showing with the rest of the crowd, because I figure if everybody's a nerd like me and they're sitting in a movie theater at midnight on a Thursday, because they want to see a Marvel movie, they're going to shut the F up and not talk during the movie. And nine times out of 10, if I don't go to a movie or if I go to a movie theater, that's not on like opening night, people are on their phone. They're talking like there's just too many distractions. And then like that annoys me. And so it ruins my experience. Cause I'm like, I didn't pay $15 to come here and sit and, you know, be distracted with you on your phone or listen to you talk and stuff like that. And then like, you can't say anything because then that you just, you know, you add to the noise. Um, so in those occasions, I'm like, I agree with you. I'm like, if they put Black Widow on streaming service, I'd be all about it. But I think back and like to what you said, I'm like, there's so much out there that like the movie has to almost have a bigger gravity well to get people to watch it when it's out. I mean, like there's shows on Netflix that I'm like, oh, yeah, I really want to see that. I just haven't sat down to watch it because like you kind of forget, like unless it's like massive. Um, and there are movies like that that. Like what was the Martin Scorsese movie that came out? The Irish was it The Irishman? I can't I, I can't even remember the name oh, yeah, of it. Yeah, it was The Irishman, and that was a fan, that was a that was The Irishman. That was fantastic. It was a great Robert De Niro was in that. I would say that was a fantastic cast. And mind you, that was what three and a half hours yeah. long. So you had it almost. I mean, my my father watched it supposedly because of you know being semi-retired at the time. You know, he was able to watch it you know, in one sitting, I don't know how you would have been able to watch that in a movie theater unless yeah. you're sitting in those real, hey man, I watched, you know, Lord, I watched the Lord of the chairs, Rings movies in there. But... I could, I, I could do it. If I, but no, like to my point, like I haven't seen, the, I haven't yeah, seen right, the Irishman you, yet. And like, that's from my home. Oh, I just, are you kidding me? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You've been in this quarantine as much as I have. And you have not, that movie's been heard, out since I think February. I heard a lot of like, you haven't even seen it eh, reviews. Like I would ask people and they're like, how is it? And they're like, eh, and I'm just like, all right, that's not, you know, so then but if, I had wa- if it had been in a theater and I'd gone to see it opening night, I would have seen it and maybe I would have a different opinion. But then when everybody else, but because it's streaming and you can watch it on demand and whenever you want, like you have all these different times. And I didn't want to watch it like I, I don't, you, well, when I commuted back and forth to work, I didn't get home to like, you know, six o'clock. And then by the time you eat dinner, it's like seven, seven thirty. You spend some time with the family. I'm like, I'm not going to start a three hour movie, three and a half hour movie at like eight o'clock at night. Like I'm not going to make it. I was getting up to run at three thirty, four o'clock in the morning, but in like quarantine, like it just hasn't crossed my mind. So I think like the streaming services probably 
and I know Netflix is trying to just pump out as much original content now just because like everything that's not theirs is getting taken from them. Like all the Disney movies, all Warner brothers has their own streaming service now. Like, you know, I, I don't think Sony's making one, but you know, um, NBC Universal's own like Comcast, like they're have their own streaming service. Like Netflix isn't going to have anything that's not there soon. So like they're trying to pump it out, but I'm like looking, I'm like, how do you get people to watch these things, you know, on a streaming service? Cause at least in the movie, like, there's a deadline like, you know, it's only going to be a few weeks. So there's like a little bit more event surrounding a, a movie theater release. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see. You know, I know they've had some success with like Trolls World Tour, which I think kids movies probably are um, an exception for the at home thing. Because, you know, for $20, $20 rental to rent a movie and home and not own it. That's a deal for parents. Like if you got two kids you got one kid if it's mom and dad and a kid like 20 bucks to rent the movie you can make your own popcorn your own sodas like own candy like that's a deal and as someone who worked in a movie theater like that's where movie theaters make their money they don't make the money there's a there's a horrible percentage that they get from you know first run movies like movie has to be in theaters for like over a month before the movie theater starts to make any money off the ticket sales they make all their money off concessions Mm-hmm. So like they need people in there, not necessarily to watch the movie, but to eat the food. <laughs> like that's that's where they make that's where they make their money. Oh yeah, no, but I you know it, for twenty dollars, yeah, exactly. but for me to rent a movie for twenty dollars and not own it, I'm like I'll wait till it comes out on iTunes, and I'll just buy it for twenty or buy it for fifteen, and if I watch it once, then I got my ticket and I watched it once. But if I rented it for twenty bucks, I'm like I'm just kind of not willing to do it just because it's just me. Because my wife and I do not have the. Uh, the same tastes <laughs> in movies. Um, as I was kind of mentioning, like I- I'll be curious to see how Disney's experience with Hamilton over the weekend could change that in a fashion, because, you know, it wasn't the first movie they released, like they released that Artemis Fowl, which, you know, I wasn't familiar with the book, so it wasn't really a big deal for me. Yep. Um, but my wife and I were like, we made a point to sit down on the Saturday afternoon and watch Hamilton. Like we had both been to the theater and we had seen it, but like, we both literally had it in the calendar when it was first announced that it was coming out on July 3rd. We were like, we want to watch that. So it was like, that was one of the rarities when a movie was coming on streaming. And I guess movie is a kind of a loose term for that since it was like a recording of the Broadway show, but you, you still get my point. Um, so like, it's going to be interesting to see how movie theaters, like they're going to have to evolve. Like they're going to have to do something like, what are they going to do to kind of make this, you know, a viable thing for them after the fact because i think we've probably all kind of like gotten used to streaming everything and sitting at home and watching it and i'm like and i like sitting at home and watching my movies i have a nice tv i have a nice surround sound unit like i don't mind it <laughs> like it's gonna be gonna be interesting i could be in the minority there but sure. you know i'm like i could see myself just going for the big blockbuster movies and going to the theater three times a year and maybe that's it well I think that the, so, I, I haven't hit my you know Liz and I have not had a chance to watch. Uh, oh Hamilton. come on! You it's gave me a hard time for the Irishman. You haven't so, watched Hamilton you know, yet. <laughs> okay, excuse me. You know, I, I obviously not all of us get to go watch Hamilton in person. So let me just uh, preface it by saying that. But I so like to me, right? When you see like a big event, like you know, a big kind of hey, like this is big. Like you know, you want to watch it and everything. Yeah. It's huge for the streaming service. Um, I think I saw something that said like, you know, uh, Disney had an uptick of about yeah. 74% downloads or something over the past weekend because of Ham- Hamilton. So when you're putting that type of content 
on your streaming platform, I, it's it's almost a, yeah. it's inevitable is what it is. I mean, the question I would have, maybe you, you could help me out with this too, right? So like Trolls, for example, when that came out, or some of these others that are being yeah. sent immediately to on demand, they usually are getting priced around what? Yeah, I think like it was, it was Trolls, it was that um, The Invisible Man, the kind of reboot of The Invisible, reboot, remake, yep. whatever, of The Invisible Man and the Vin Diesel movies, Bloodshot. Like they all made them available for like 20 bucks. Um, and... Invisible Man, I was like, I'll watch that one. That one seemed I heard enough good reviews about it, but for me, I'm like, and granted, Trolls is not up my up my alley anyway. Like, it wouldn't have been something I would go see. Like, I'm not, I'm just not gonna watch that. <laughs> I never saw the first one, but I'm like, for me, twenty dollars to rent a movie that I'm gonna sit here and watch by myself, I'm like, I'm, I, I can rent it. Like, if I just have a little bit more patience, I can watch it later. I'm like, twenty bucks to me is a lot, as a you know, not a single person, but as like a, per- a lone person going to a theater, like because my wife usually does not go. Like she'll watch the Marvel movies with me at some point. She's not going to go to Tenet. Sure. She, I don't. I guarantee she doesn't even know who Christopher Nolan is, even though I'm sure she's seen some of his movies. But you know, it's not that. So I'm like, you know, if they made his movie available for twenty bucks, I'm like, even that, I'd be like, do I want to spend twenty bucks again? Like I'm not the person that goes to the theater. Like I don't buy a big bucket of popcorn and a soda. Like usually, I buy my ticket, I walk to the theater, I sit in my seat. That's it. Like, that's what I do. Like, so it's like whatever the ticket costs is what I pay. So it's like. Yeah, no, I mean, and tickets don't cost 20 bucks. So, okay, I'll give you an example, right? I actually did go to the Lego movie two. Lego movie two. Yeah. Was it right. last year when that came out? You know, unfortunately, we didn't realize when we went to it, we were doing the, you know, the Dolby digital surround sound. So, you know, with this, you know, the seats that can move and all that type of stuff. Not saying that that was a movie that was going to be like, (laughs) oh, man, you know, you can. But you're paying you're paying a little bit more because obviously it's right. Dolby experience. You know, it's it's buying an experience at the end of the day. I I I get the. So if that's the thing I would say is if they're going to put movies on on demand. They have to make a profit because we, at the end of the day, know if you're you need to make the money back. It's you know you can't just do a movie and say okay, well price it at five bucks. Yeah. You know, oh there'll be so many people that will buy it. You know that's why obviously you can look at the streaming services and say okay, well if we get enough people to sign up, five bucks is going to work. If we don't have many people, maybe we have to up the price. <laughs> so that's the only thing is if going forward the AMC's, the Regals, you know all these movie theaters eventually fold, whether it's because of COVID or because people just don't want to you know, yeah. go to movie theaters anymore, you know, that that makes me wonder, then obviously it's an uptick because, okay, well, maybe then maybe they make a deal with, like, let's say Comcast, right? So then you want to buy Comcast because then Comcast stock goes up, then Comcast yeah. money goes up for the business, and then you're guaranteed every Friday is the equivalent of going to a movie theater. Like, you know, when you open the newspaper, which is something I know you don't do anymore, but when you open a newspaper and you see, hey, here's the reviews for all these, you know, these new, uh, new movies, the indie movies, the regular you know, mainstream movies, that's going to, you know, yeah. shift people's attentions to go there. So I think it's definitely possible. I mean, I just, I mean, like we said earlier, I don't really feel the need to be going out to, to a movie theater and, the other problem that we both know with a movie theater is, you know, you're sitting, especially when you, you talked about the midnight showings. We've all been to midnight showings. I mean, Harry yeah. Potter is probably one of the six of my minds where, you know. Oh, sorry, no, I do too. I, I my wife Harry and I just Potter, watched all seven like movies books, on HBO Max. Uh, a little bit more. <laughs> or I guess eight. <laughs> eight, yeah. Uh, eight movies, actually. Yeah, eight movies. Eight movies. Let's get it yeah, right. Because so, number seven, remember, was uh, divided into two. 
but you know, we, we know why. Because I mean, number seven, that book was was enormous. I mean, that that and basically money. challenged war and, and money. They're like, we but can make twice I, the amount of money if we split this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally, totally. Warner Brothers knew. Yeah, you know, was a you know was a marketing genius right there. But I, I think that's the future. I mean, I think that. And then you can get them, you know, sent out immediately, almost in a way too. Because remember, we're not like having those projectors yeah. that you have. Where I mean, they're project, they are still projecting, but they're not like, oh, we got to send out all the huh. tin cans yeah. to like Iowa, and then I had, send to, these I had to, to build the movies when I worked in the movie theater. These huge yeah. tins that came. Well, not, the tins weren't huge, but you came. Movie would come in like three to four reels, and you had to build the movie as a reel and like put it on this huge platter. Um, very scary to carry this movie that if you dropped, like you knew you were never going to be able to put back together. Um, not easily. So like, yeah, I mean, kind of like I, I, and I almost think it's like, if my mindset's changed, like is a little different on this just because like, I'm going to age myself a little bit. But when I was a kid, like the movie came out in theaters, it might be a year or two before it came out into a video store. And you could rent it. There was no such thing as buying a movie then. Like, we had shelves of movies that, like, you know, it was the whole reason, like, dual VHS recorders or people had more than one VHS. Because when you rented it, you could could copy your own version of it because, like, that was the only way to – if you really loved a movie, that was the only way to watch it multiple times. Or you could go watch it on this this was This was before before LimeWire. This was before AOL. Like, this was, uh, like – I remember going to uh, <laughs> the movie th- movie store with my dad to rent a movie, and it was something like he asked the guy, like, well, how much of it is buy this? Because I would ask him to rent Ferris Bueller's Day Off all the time. And he was like, great, he asked the guy, movie, the guy the was way. like, it's 100 bucks. It was $100 to buy a VHS Wait, of Ferris oh. Bueller's Day Off at that point in time. This was probably like, what, it was like mid-80s, whenever, it might not have been Ferris Bueller's Day Off at that time, maybe it was Spaceballs, like mid to late 80s. Like, it was like 100 bucks to buy a movie because, like, okay. And they knew they had to rent it so many times. Like it, they it, for the movie store, it was more beneficial for them just to rent it. You know, however many times they would rent it, rather than just sell the copy. Like that model changed at some point, but um, I think some of the mindset with like you know I can wait for some movies because I'm like all right now it's gonna be what like three months like for some of them before they come out, and I do think that'll change yeah. somewhat. Like it'll be curious to see, maybe not for everything, but you know I mean Disney did what was it Onward. Onward came out like right before this pandemic started or maybe like right when everything was closing down and like they went ahead and released it to for you to buy on digital. Like and I think they released it on digital first, which I think most movies come out on digital but first before they release it on like Blu-ray. Um, so that'll be kind of curious to see if does that window shrink like with some movies like if a movie just bombs in the box office, are they just going to be like, all right, we're just going to release this like early we're going to release it on digital rather than like keep it in the movie theater. Um, it's going to be curious. Like, I think there will be changes in the, in the movie theater business. It's just not a hundred percent sure. Like what exactly they're going to be. So. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I actually was cruising just really quickly here. I was cruising. There was actually some other, I mean, there's coming to America yeah. too. You've got West side story, uh, produced by Steven Spielberg. This sounds actually really interesting to me. They're doing, uh, it's coming out December 18th. And it's basically going to be the famous Broadway musical of the same name, which is, uh, is itself an alternate take on Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. So, and we've seen, you know, the Romeo yeah. and Juliet's played out before. So, I and I, I do look forward to seeing Top Gun Maverick that comes out two days, uh, or comes out a few days later on the twenty third. 
So Tom <laughs> and Jerry, believe it or not, there. I guess I had no clue the classic animated television series getting a, that's gonna be a big screen. That's, I guess this Scooby movie came out. I think it yeah, came so out. Um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna yeah it's gonna be interesting yeah, to see what 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 happens. Like, and I guess it's probably as we've talked before, what the lasting impact this is gonna be. Maybe not so much the the immediate impact. Um, as soon as things go back, but like what the long term, and I think it'll probably take a while before we we do figure all that out. Um, kind of like maybe not the best segue, but we talked about uh, change and long term impact. And you no, know, honestly, like this is gonna be an interesting conversation because I'm a Redskins fan, you're a Cowboys fan, um, so I'm kind of curious what if anybody who hasn't heard, um, and I don't know if maybe this is big news for for me, but it definitely appears that the uh washington football franchise will no longer be called the redskins um and i hear that it probably will not be that name change will actually take effect before the start of the season like this has been one of those things like i've heard back even since i was like a teenager that people were uh talking about this but now feels a lot different even though i think it was like two three years ago it's kind of hard to keep track um but there was a fairly big push to get him to change it but the Redskins owner Daniel Snyder was very against it he said he would never change the name um they came out last week mid last week and said that um a thorough review was underway um about the Redskins name change and everything that I hear kind of coming out of the the grapevine um basically mean Adam Schefter's Twitter and MB you know (laughs) a lot of the JP Finley's Twitter account is that um it sounds like the Redskins will have a new name change within a few weeks, and I say a few weeks because they said it'll be before the start of the season. Now, that doesn't mean like the uniforms and all that stuff will take place, but um, the the name Redskins will no longer um, be their moniker. And for those who don't know, like Redskins by um, I, I don't even know what percentage of the population it's considered a derogatory term for Native Americans. Um, so that's kind of spurring the, spurring the changes that you right. know. And it's not the first time I've heard that Native American groups have come out and and said that before. Um, the Redskins have in the past shown, like said, they, shown data of uh, Native Americans they've surveyed that said like they don't find it offensive. So it's a very interesting thing. Um, and I'm curious from a Cowboys perspective, do you even care, or you just like just move them out of Washington entirely? Like, well, so I I read uh, a short. I read a few weeks ago. Uh, I during this quarantine have enjoyed really being able to like catch up on like read uh, yeah. books that I haven't had a chance to read, but I ended up ordering a book called uh, the league, which is basically how, you know, five people, including uh, George Preston yeah. Marshall, who started the Redskins here in Boston for two years before and who they just removed DC. from the ring of honor. You know, and they took down a statue. Like they've yep, they did, kind yeah. of banished him at, from the yeah. Redskins history books. And, and well, unfortunately we both know that there was there. He had a, you know, he, there was a lot of bad, Pub, bad publicity about George Preston yeah. Marshall, kind of what he stood he was for, the, his Redskins beliefs, were the, and so forth. Well, so we don't need they, to go. They were the last team to integrate with uh, black players. Like, and they, yes, I think the, I think right. someone actually had to intervene right. and make him do it. That, 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 no, that's true. That's very, that's very true. So, and the NFL, believe it or not, they, like did a period of time where because there was other leagues that was that were starting up the, uh, like the I think it was the American Football, uh, not AFL. the American Football Conference. I know, uh-huh. like the the AFL, the AFL, obviously the American Football League actually had different, mm-hmm. but there was also the original one that the Cleveland Browns were in that obviously then merged um, with the NFL. But from a Cowboys perspective, first off, uh, in my mind, I, I still think they're all. Four teams in the division, in the NFC East, yeah. they're all rivals no matter what. Uh, the Cowboys, Redskins, uh, George Martin, I would say, um, 
not George Preston Marshall, let's say, but um, with Tom Landry, obviously, was coaching. I'm drawing Joe a blank. Gibbs. The, Joe Gibbs. It was uh, Georgia. Well, Joe Gibbs. That yeah, but Joe Gibbs had the uh, the rivalry, obviously, with uh, uh, with the Big Tuna, aka uh, Parcells, with the Giants. Um, but anyways, I. I think from a Cowboys perspective and just as a general perspective, I remember writing a, 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 a ter- uh, some sort of paper for a psychology class about this in um, high school. Or not, no, sorry, college. And there's a local school, Natick High School, uh, Troy Flutie's mm-hmm. uh, a nephew of Doug Flutie who played at Boston College, um, played on the team. And at the time, I think they were the Natick Red Hawks is what they were. Now they're the Natick Red and Blue. Uh, so there are other names um, bo- the, um, yeah. that had to obviously changed. And, you know, one of them, of course, is the Indians. And this is another one that's been talked about. I mean, this has just been a, a water cooler topic, as you know, as a Redskins fan for years. We're going through such a unique time in America right now with both, both you know, and I think obviously the Black Lives Matter, of course, is such an, is so important because these are important conversations that we need to be having. And obviously now this conversation comes to light now has really kind of come to a yeah. head between this and the Indians. Um, I don't know if we'll hear anything about the Blackhawks out in Chicago, in your neck of the woods with Chicago. That's a different podcast because I hear different things about, the, you know, the- I think they have a good relationship with the Blackhawk Nation. Um, everything, stuff I've read, like, again, that was years ago. So that could all, it's always, sometimes I- it's hard to know when it's spin from the marketing department and the organization. And like, it's right. like, oh yeah, it's like, cause I mean, like I said, the Redskins came out years. Um, and a lot of their former players, like my, one of my favorite Redskins of all time, Gary Clark said that they used to visit, um, American Indian reservations and like ask them about the name. And they said like, he never heard anybody say anything about it. Then again, that was the eighties. Like we don't do everything that we right. did in the eighties. Now, like people have kind of woken up, like there's no, like at least not in my office, maybe I'm missing one, but there's no like, you know, uh, martini, <laughs> no, no dirty martini at two o'clock in the afternoon either. Like we don't like, there's just some things that, you know, don't happen. Um, and, in, in, uh, business that they used, that used to be pretty considered like widely acceptable, um, in the eighties. So, um, yeah, like, I guess I find it like for me personally, like, the name, like, I, I always think back to the Shakespeare quote as like a rose by any other name. Like, I'm like, to me, the name is irrelevant. Like, I've never pulled for the name. Like, I pulled for the team. And, like, my big concern, like, just don't change the colors. Like, I love burgundy and gold. Like, I love those colors. Like, keep the colors. Call them whatever you want. Like, I've seen a couple, like, Washington Warriors have been bandied about. Um, another has been uh, the Washington Red Wolves which I've seen some pretty good mock-ups for that one. And I'm kind of like, you know, it's like, oh, that one kind of has a nice ring to it. Something different. Warriors is almost a little generic, I guess, maybe because the Golden State Warriors have been so good for the last few years. So it's like, I'm kind of like curious, but I'm also right. very careful. I'm like, I don't want to get too fall too in love with any name because like it very well, they could come out with something completely different and be like, this is what we're going to call. Like, I don't want to, you know, well, so what do you think? I mean, do you think that this is, I mean, I, I think it's, I'm fine with it. I mean, I, I think that this yeah. has been a hot button issue for years. And I mean, I think unfortunately the ownership of Dan Snyder doesn't really help. And we both know by now that there's play, you know, like Amazon and other yeah. places are pulling yeah. uh, Redskin gear. So I'm glad they're going to keep the colors. Uh, hey, we the assume, color we assume, I, well, I would, the, I would assume, I wouldn't assume they, they would change that, but. Well, what was the team of the Shane Falco? Did? Something the like Washington that, Senators like yeah, on the replacements. The Washington... Someone joked about that, um, and kind of thing. I think it was the Senators the or something like. And I, well, there used to be the Washington. It was maybe the, it was the, the Washington maybe it was the Sentinels because the like Senators that, but... was an actual the baseball team um, way back when. Um, I mean, I'm right. honestly like I, I I told a buddy at work the other like a couple years ago whenever this kind of had come up, and I was like, you know, it's time. I was like, and, and for whatever reason, like I guess I don't feel. 
The Washington Sentinels, by the way, and coach was uh, Jimmy McGinty. That's go. who it was. Um, Sorry, I was continue. like, it's time. I was like, you know, I was like, it's it's a name of a a bygone era. I was like, thing. I was like, and I think as most things, like it as time passes, like if you don't kind of stop and reevaluate and look at things and try to understand, I was like, yeah, and then people can say it's PC gone mad and like, oh, people are just too sensitive, blah blah blah, whatever. But I'm like, if we don't ever stop, like. Again, there's a lot of things that have done in the history of our country that we don't do anymore because people have recognized, like, this isn't the way you should do things. I think kind of the Redskins name, I'm like, you know what? It's like, as a white man, I should not be able to tell Native Americans, like, what words that they find offensive. Like, or like, oh, you know, you shouldn't be offended by that. Let me tell you all the reasons why you shouldn't be offended by that. And like, to me, that's just, it's ignorant. I'm like, I'm not going to do it. So I'm just like, you know, I was like, and I think, like, and I, there's a part of me that thinks like it's unfortunate that the uh, team and Snyder didn't do this on their own terms. Like I think a couple years ago they probably had the opportunity to be like, you know what, we're gonna do th- we're gonna do it, we're gonna change, we're gonna be like a three year marketing plan that we're gonna come up with, like we're gonna put it out to the city to vote. Like I think they probably could have made a big thing about it and kind of decided to basically do the right thing. Whereas now they're gonna change it, but or more than likely change it. But it's going to be like, well, FedEx decided they were going to, they told them to change and FedEx Field is the name of their stadium. So like, okay, that's hundreds of millions of dollars that would go away. Like, and you know, Nike had pulled, I think Nike was the first one to pull all their merchandise off the Nike store. And Nike is the official sponsor of the NFL for uniforms. So it's like, are right, you can't buy the official uniform from the people that, from the company that makes it. And then, um, you know, all the other companies that have threatened to pull, like you said, Amazon, like they're not going to sell merchandise. I think there's like two stores I read. They're actually still going to sell uh, Redskins merchandise. So I'm just like, it's going to be seen as like, well, they changed it because they had no choice because they weren't going to sell. They weren't going to make money. And I'm kind of like, you know what? I was like, and right. That's true. Like they can say whatever they want. They changed it because they were like, well, we can't make money. Like we need to be able to, like we need to keep our sponsors. We can't be the uh, we can't be the only team in the NFL to not have you know a, a stadium sponsorship deal and all this stuff. Like you need that stuff to be able to compete um, in the NFL. Not that the Redskins have done a great job in competing in the last decade, but you know <laughs> that's a that's a completely different story. So like that's kind of my my take on. It. I'm like I, I think it's time. I think it's past time, and I I, I think like they're going to change it now because there's pressure to, and they should, but. There's still that part of me. It's like, ah, you could have done a couple years ago and you could have at least been like, ah, it's on our own. You know, we're doing this because it's the right thing to do, not because we can't sell a jersey in the store anymore. Oh, yeah. No, I hear you. So, what, so what's the next uh, thing going to be? Two, I mean, it's always hard because, like, you, you get lost on Twitter, like, seeing all this stuff and, like, seeing what's popular and people, like, what's trending and stuff like that. And people have gone to do the, uh, the mock ups, which. It's, it's funny because, like, my brother is a diehard Redskins fan from, like, obviously he's nine years older than me, so he's got a head start. Um, he said he will never call him anything else. He, he, he's just, like, one of those guys, like, he's old school. We're completely different personalities. Um, he's like, you know what? He's He's gone out and he's bought hats. He's bought shirts. And I'm like, well, you're buying collector's items. And, like, now he can't buy anything. And I'm like, and I have my stuff and I'll keep it. But um, I... I Initially, a couple years ago, I was like, they should just name it the Washington Warriors and be done with it. I like alliteration kind of thing. And I was like, oh, it's kind of got a nice ring to it. You don't have to change that much. Like, you know, the song is the kind of the tricky part because it's held to the Redskins. Like, 
you, you, it's going to be hard to put a few more vowels in there, or like a couple more uh, beat points in there. Right. But right. Uh, I've kind of come around to Red Wolves in the uh, last few days, just because I've seen a few mock-ups, and then someone on Twitter for one of the Redskins um, Twitter ch- uh, uh, handles that I follow, we kind of made the point. It's like, can you imagine the entire stadium howling after every touchdown, kind of thing? I'm like, eh, it could be kind of cool, like. Could be interesting. I'm like, granted, we we have to have more Redskins fans and Eagles fans in our stadium for that to happen because that hasn't happened for a long time either. We usually have more opposing fans than, than home team fans. But, uh, yeah, I was like, I'm kind of coming around on the Red Wolves. But, again, like I said, I don't want to get too attached to anything because who knows what the team will actually do. They may come up with something else. Like someone said, like, they may go back to Braves, which to me, okay, like, I don't know if that really so because they used to be the Braves back uh, when they were, I think, initially in Washington or when they moved from Boston to Washington, like way back in like the 30s. I think they were the uh, they were the Braves. So that's a long time ago. But I'm like, I don't see him doing that. I'm like, if you're going to yeah. get away from this, you, you need to get all the way away from it. <laughs> don't just kind of sidestep it. Yeah, I know. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. So, no, I it's I, you know, I mean, hey, look, you know. We obviously have got to be, you know, I think we're shifting a lot of things to be, you know, very PC. We need to know history. I think it's really important that we kind of understand. I mean, this is probably a conversation for another podcast, so I don't want to go too deep here, Mike, but I would say it's so important that we, it's that old saying, like, you know, those who don't study history are doomed to repeat it. And I think that we need to kind of understand, you know, I, I, I mean, again, I'm not really sure. Because there was the Boston Braves, remember, yeah. too, back in the day for baseball. So, you know, Boston did have these teams. And obviously, again, Preston Marshall, you know, as we talked about a few seconds ago, you know, his his experience and so forth, you know, kind of who he was and what he stood for. You know, I, I think at the end of the day, I think it's I, I just I'm not a Dan Snyder guy. I think Dan Snyder, unfortunately, is just kind of just, you know, plummeted. And I, I almost feel like in a way the George I was talking about was not George Preston Marshall. No. It was George Allen. Uh, that was the yeah. back in the day in the 70s, with as we both know. I mean, Lombardi, of course, too. With, yeah, uh, Sonny Jurgensen. Sonny, I was going to say, uh, who was – yep, Sonny Jurgensen. So I, to me, in a way, like the Redskins I've always kind of associated with – they're kind of like the New York Yankees where they just buy players. Yeah. I mean, Albert Hainsworth, Donovan McNabb. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. <laughs> I don't want to make you upset. I don't want oh, to no, make you yeah. quell. You can't make me more upset really... than uh, Dan Snyder has over the last decade or so. Like, yeah, you mentioned Albert Hainsworth, and I just remember, like, that was an ordeal because he sat out for uh, – because I think he said, I think his reason, like he was sitting out because God told him it was the right thing to do, even though he was under contract. He just sat, like we paid him tens of millions of dollars to sit, and I'm just like, oh my god, like you know, it was just one of those things, like. But yeah, when we we bought Bruce Smith and Deion Sanders in in one off season, and thought like both way past their prime, paid them a lot of money. Like Dan Snyder for a long time was playing fantasy football from uh, about five years too late. Like he just got that team, and he was like oh, we're going to have Deion Sanders and Bruce Smith on our team, along with, like, I can't remember who the other players were, but it's, like, sounded great on paper. There was there was a reason they weren't with the Falcons yeah, and no, Bills I, anymore. But the 2010 team, though, with, with McNabb, you know, with, with McNabb, with, no, with, no, sorry, the 2012 team with RG3, and also, again, they had McVeigh and, you know, Shanahan. they had Shanahan, yeah. you know, Shanahan's, Kyle Shanahan's son, uh, Matt LaFleur. So I was going to say there's, and Snyder's there's run that coaches stuff. Like, but, I, yeah, it yeah, could be a no, different I, podcast if we want to get into the, you know, the man- management of the Washington actual team. But like. I would say this. I mean, I do think I think it's good. And I think that it's it's important because, I mean, again, this has been on the this has been a topic, you know, a hot topic. But 
feel like almost so many over so many years when will they change the name when will they actually realize hey this could be you know this really might be you know is you know trending in the offensive uh, yeah. in the direction of, the, of being offensive but if there's a way that i think they can somehow associate like the washington culture or the city culture into that name again i like the burgundy and gold i think that that's yeah. what i always associate that team with but if they want to change it up this is the time to do it. I think Ron Rivera, the new head coach, who I'm sure yeah. maybe you're somewhat excited about. I think I know he's all for it. I'm sure Jack Del Rio is all for it, too. He'll be handling the defense. But, yeah, so at the end of the day, I'm for change. I'm interested to see what it what eventually it will be. And, you know, I'm not going to say a name change is going to turn a team into an automatic Super Bowl contender. It can create excitement. Yeah, it doesn't you know, make you a contender. But it can create excitement, bring in, you know, energize the fan base. I mean, this this will go both ways. Like, it'll it'll – de-energize some people like people have threatened that like like oh i'm never gonna pull for this team again you know if you change your name and it's kind of like you know is it really that easy just to be like i'm not gonna just because they changed the name it's just kind of like all right no bye but you know i think it can energize the fan base i mean rivera has done a good job of uh you know making us a little bit more excited i mean i know at the end of last season i was not i was dead set against renewing my uh direct tv sunday ticket subscription and then they fired Bruce Allen and hired Ron Rivera, and I was like, "Damn it, gonna get me for another season." <laughs> it's like because they might, you know, I'm not expecting to be good, maybe five to six wins, but I expect them to be more competitive and hopefully a little bit more fun to watch than uh, previous years. So you know, it's always that you know, ever ever uh, hope springs eternal in the off season, right? Like you know, everybody, everybody's going to the Super Bowl in the That's off true. season. It's like you know, there's still hope. You haven't been beaten down by reality in this situation just quite yet. So. Yeah, well, we'll see if there's even an, uh, any uh, Washington-Dallas yeah. games, but we'll get into that, obviously, later in the summer once we get a little bit closer to supposedly uh, the start yeah, of the so uh, as we wrap season. up here, Matt, like, uh, you know, speaking of the winds of change, where, where can they find you online? All right, well, you can go to Noontime Sports on Twitter. Uh, we're right now, obviously, I'm, I'm in a Twitter battle with people about who's staying more positive over college football. <laughs> That'll probably be next week. So I, got, <laughs> obviously was, being I think we would have done it this week if yeah, we hadn't done it last yeah, week. More, that's, that's, that, yeah, 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 I was saying that's uh i was gonna say it's i got a uh, got a thing going on with a buddy obviously on twitter about who's staying more positive of course um noontime sports on twitter uh noontime nation on instagram maddie noons 11 on uh, instagram as well uh find it at noontime sports on facebook and uh youtube also noontime sports so it's the noontime sports um really have enjoyed obviously being a part of this they're going to kind of parlay a noontime new podcast not next, probably either not starting next week, later this month, called the Noontime Business and Tech Podcast. I can promote that a little bit more once we kind of get that up and running. I'm sure you all have you come on and we can obviously talk about running business, small businesses and so forth. But basically, uh, in a nutshell, it's just going to be an additional way to kind of give some small businesses in my neck of the woods some pub, talk about the things that the challenges they faced, you know, not with COVID, with COVID, maybe how they've kind of re-triggered the business model and so forth. And as someone that's really interested in this type of you know, information, you know, this kind of field uh, wants to kind of maybe starts making a little bit of a career shift in that way and build and help out with building that. I'm really look forward, looking forward to getting that off the ground. Yeah, that'll later be, that'll be fun so to listen to. I look forward to uh, looking forward to listening to it. And uh, as far as me, you can find me pretty much. I'm at most active on Twitter at McLoveday and that's M C L O V E D A Y. So everybody have a great week.